it's Chris Wendelkin, and this is On the Line, a podcast where I talk to friends of mine living around the country about all things life and hoops and whatever else. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at me at onthelinepod underscore pod. I'm on Instagram at onthelinepod. You can send me any NBA or fantasy or real-life questions at onthelinepod at gmail.com. And last, if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the show in iTunes or wherever you get podcasts, i greatly appreciate it. My guest today is Amir Blumenfeld. Amir is a writer and performer. He's half of the comedy duo known as Jake and Amir. His podcast is called If I Were You. He's a big-time NBA fan, a big-time Laker fan, so let's give a call to Amir Blumenfeld. Hi. <laughs> Amir. How it goes, bro? <laughs> it goes real well. How you doing? Uh, good. Just driving into downtown. Driving into downtown. Um, are we... So what does that mean? The five? Is that... Uh, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah. What's the traffic and, sitch looking like? Uh, it's 1024, so it's a little lighter. I'm part of that post-commute commute. commute. <laughs> Tight, dude. Very <laughs> yeah. nice. Very nice. That hashtag Hollywood lifestyle. Oh, Jesus. God, you're disgusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Working yeah. 11 to 3. <laughs> what a win to make a living. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Sorry, are we recording yet? Yeah, yeah, we're recording, baby. We're up. Oh we're, shit, we're live. Uh, all right, let's start over. Uh, okay. It's good. It's nine. It's nine a.m. and I'm <laughs> heading into work. Yeah, uh, like a good boy. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's a grind, but at the same time, like you, you gotta be outworking because that next guy is gonna be coming up stronger and harder than you. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. And you gotta hustle. Yeah. If I'm not the first one in the office and the last one to leave, my my coworkers look at me and it's like, why should I work hard? Right. So I have to set an example. No, no doubt. No doubt. Hey, yeah. so um, I was at the Mets game last night and uh, I actually just watched all the NBA games from last night this morning. And Are the Mets still like 14 and 1? Um, they're not 14 and 1. They're like 14 and 3. They lost last night, but they're they're playing great. They look great. Um wow. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, so I just watched the games from last night, this morning. So I just watched the Blazers and the Pelicans, and you know, your 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 friend, my business partner, Marty, is from Portland. And That's right, I watched both games with him. Yeah, he's a huge huge Blazers fan. Um, yeah, how's he holding up this morning? Do you have have you have you talked? Uh, where's his head at? Uh, his head's at. Three minutes left in the game, Blazers down one. Yeah. Looking at me and saying, well, it was a good season. Oh, Jesus. Really? He's that deep? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I said this. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I said this before the season, and I texted it to you just to have Dude, it on the record. just fucking toot your horn. We know you're a hoot. You, you love this well, shit. I've been, yeah. I've, I've, had a, I've had a long-lasting Blazers-Lakers bet with Marty and our other buddy, Matt. So I've, if, I've watched... 80% of Laker games in the last three seasons. I've like followed 70% of the Blazers. Yeah. So I know, I know what makes them tick. I know what they struggle against. And I said that they're people when it comes to team with a great big man, because they don't have a great big man. Yeah. And great defensive guards. So Drew Holiday, Ray John Rondo, shutting down their bread and butter. Yeah. The Lillard DJ connection. Yeah. And then somebody on the inside to just like, dominate, which is not that hard when the Blazers have to go Al Aminu at the five down the stretch. He's trying to body up the best 
player in the NBA. Oh, really? You don't think that's going to be a recipe for success? <laughs> well, the good news is Evan Al Farouk. <laughs> Throw out old Al Farouk on uh, Anthony Davis. That's not going to do it. It was crazy. They had. I, I, I think in crunch time they had Lillard, CJ, Pat Connaughton. Yeah. So three players who are six foot three, uh, and then Mo Harkless. Yeah, what, six, I just remember with three minutes left, the uh, that the tall white rookie that the Blazers just drafted was taking like crunch time shots, and I was like, I'm not yeah. comfortable with this. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's no. A, that's a testament to Alvin Gentry and the coaching staff, or Zach Collins. Zach Collins, that's that's him. Twenty year old Zach Collins. Uh, who is everything the Blazers wish Myers Leonard was at age 24, <laughs> is out there jab-stepping from the triple threat position, shooting a 28-footer with a game, with a game yeah, on the line. You take that every time. You take that every uh, time. And I, I also, I, I sort of tweeted this last night, but I think I'm a Pelicans fan now. Oh, I yeah. Mean, that is a, no, you that is a well-oiled that. machine. Yeah. That is a well-coached for me, Drew Holiday has flown under the radar for the last seven seasons, so it's like awesome to see how well he's playing. Yeah, I mean, we'll dive into some of the X's and O's of the game in, in just a little bit, but yeah, I think like one of the big takeaways from the first two games of the series is like, well, obviously, playoff Rajon Rondo is <laughs> like, I don't, he's a free agent in the offseason. I don't know how much money that guy is going to get paid, but wh- what did he have, like 18 assists in game one? Um, so he's been like a revelation, but also, yeah, Drew Holiday is totally thriving in this like new role as a shooting guard, and he's just aggressive attacking the rim. He looks phenomenal, and he's shutting down Lillard, who was an MVP candidate, like literally over when he's being guarded by Drew Holiday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um. So you watched the game with Marty last night. Did you guys have the? Uh, did you have the volume up on the game? No, you know, we were at a sports bar oh. that had the volume up on the Kings getting swept by the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, Jesus. So. Yeah. Um, well, I, I encourage I encourage you and anyone listening to the pod to go back, maybe find the game on YouTube, listen to it with the volume up, because Ian Eagle was having basically like an orgasm on every one of those uh, Anthony Davis alley-oops. Um, yeah. he was just, I mean, Davis was flying man above the rim. And again, you can't appreciate this cause you weren't listening to the game with the volume, but like each one of each one of those dunks, it just felt like one was more electric and like rim rattling than the next. Yeah. I mean, again, you're guarding him <laughs> with a six foot eight inch Alfred Camino. <laughs> Dude, you got to do it every time. Yeah. Anthony Davis, seven feet with a wingspan of, I assume, 12 and a half. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that guy, that guy is so good. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, um, so you're, uh, you're, you're a prolific gambler. Um, you know, you, your, your deal is you wake up, you roll out of bed, you place a bet, maybe slam a green juice, and then, and, and then you're just, you're, you're back at it. You can't get enough of this stuff. Are there any bets that you've, placed recently that you want to um let our audience know about anything you're real excited about uh yeah i got two going for the first round okay um sorry one for the first round one for the championships okay start with the the simple one or the more complicated yeah let's start let's start simple yeah this is my and this is this is not just for me and you but for your dozens of listeners right now (laughs) yes (laughs) 
Yes. The, the Warriors, the Warriors are getting better than even money to win the championship. Really? Don't, don't overthink it. Yeah. You're, it's, it's, we all know it's m- more likely than a coin flip. You're going to get a hundred bucks for every 70 you wager. Um, on the Warriors to win the championship. And we should just Remember be happy the- with like a very minimal, but like it's a return. We're getting a hundred for every yeah. $70 we bet, we're getting a hundred bucks back, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're getting a hundred above your original 70. Don't yeah. think you're just making a $30 profit. Oh, we're getting a hundred getting- bucks on top of that 70. That's correct. Okay. I'm given 70 at the end of the year when the Warriors win the yeah. championship. I'm getting 170. So I pick you know up my I mean? paycheck. It says 170. Yeah, that's great, baby. I'm that's sure. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and the only reason it's not to win $20 is because the Warriors have been coasting through the regular season. The Rockets look hot. And they're just... The Sixers look hot. Yeah. But... This is the same team. It's the it's the unsexy won. pick. Yeah, it's the unsexy pick because it's like, oh, let's root for an underdog. We're, people are rooting for their with their heart and not their brain. This is the team that won sixteen and Ugh. one last finals. Yeah, the team that went seventy three and nine without Durant. Easy. Got Durant. Easy. And you're getting better than even money. <laughs> the the bet that they're going to win the championship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're gonna win the championship. So you're, I'm sorry to ruin it yeah, for you're you. out you here like the grim, the like the grim fucking reaper. You're out here telling me just to 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 not bet with my heart, to use my goddamn head, and to bet yeah. the Warriors over the a, Warriors a, the over Golden, a, a Golden. fun story like the Rockets yeah. or the Seventy Sixers, yeah. maybe a Utah Jazz. You're telling me you're just shoving yeah. it down my throat like the goddamn like the man telling me I got to yeah. take the Warriors. You don't have to, but if you want to make money, that's what. Because if you're going to be disappointed if the Warriors win, you might as well have money on it. Right. And then if if they get upset, at least you can be a little bit excited. You're sort of hedging against your emotions a little bit. Okay. All right. You know. All right. I can get on board with that. What's? Tell me about your more complicated bet. All right. Now, if you want to get a little sexy. Yeah. Let's. A lot of first round. Hey, can I have a little sex in my life? I'd love a little sex. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. There's a little. There's. Because there are series going on right now that are very exciting and fun that don't include the Warriors, and somebody's going to have to win. Yeah. Uh, so here's what I have. Yeah. Uh, I had a four-series parlay, which means they all have to hit. Okay. Uh, with three heavy favorites. So I got the Cavs beating the uh, uh, Pacers in the first round. Cavs beating the Pacers. Okay. That is that is easy money. That is a no-brainer. Wow. You're not getting a lot of return. Wow. Then you add on the Rockets beating the Timberwolves. Again, the Timberwolves are not going to beat the Rockets in a game. Uh, best of seven. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm adding the Warriors to beat the Spurs, which is already looking like a foregone conclusion. Uh-huh. And then just to get a little more value, I have... All those three hitting, as well as the Jazz beating the Thunder, and the that's the Jazz that's beating the Quasi. The, wow. Okay. Yeah. Now the Jazz got to beat the Thunder. Um, and so, so what? If, what are the odds on this the, one? Uh, a little better than the Warriors bet. So I'm putting fifty dollars down. Yeah. And if it hits, I, I win a hundred. I'm getting that fifty back, and then a hundred dollars just for taking the risk. Huh. Yeah, it's about down. two to one. Okay. 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 Um, I am, I, I mean, look, I'm, I'm a jazz head. Uh, I, I, I was stoked about those guys coming into the playoffs, but 
I gotta be, I gotta be honest. I'm a little nervous about how that one's shaken out, but it, it's a long series, so I don't know. How, how do yeah. you feel? I was pretty confident going into the first game, just because you know in the playoffs, it's kind, of, it kind of reminds me of the Milwaukee Boston series. Milwaukee has better players, but Boston has a better coach. Yeah. So to me, Utah, uh, OKC has better players, but Utah has a better coach. Yeah. Um, Utah was very hot going into the playoffs. OKC, not as much. I usually tend to drift towards the hotter team, the team with the better coach. Mm -hmm. So it seemed to me like Utah was going to, without hero ball, Russell Westbrook or Paul George, take down OKC fairly easily. Um, That being said, they lost game one, so I'm a little nervous, but I'm still confident that Utah will pull out a series win in six or seven. Four-team parlay, two to one if it hits. Yeah. Um, all right. So your team is the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, didn't make the playoffs. We'll cover all the playoff series in just a sec, but I can't have you on the pod without um, you know talking a little Lakers here. So let's just do a quick – I'll run down the roster for you. Give me a quick thought or two reflecting end of the year, any sort of hopes, aspirations for the offseason. So – Lonzo Ball, Thomas Bryant, KCP, Alex Caruso, Lou Aldang, Tyler Ennis, Channing Fry, Josh Hart, Andre Ingram, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Brolo, Gary Payton II, Julius Randle, Isaiah Thomas, Travis Ware, and Zubach. Um, how do you feel about the team headed into the offseason? Well, about nine of those 15 aren't going to be on the team next wow, year. Wow, you are so just can, brutal. You are just going can, through it with a fucking butcher knife. Okay. <laughs> we, yeah. can trim the fat, we can trim the fat very easily. <sighs> Jesus. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rolo is gone. KCP is gone. Isaiah Thomas is gone. Andre Ingram is gone. God, I want to take a shower. Oh, my God. You were just you were, you, you brutal here. Okay, yeah. Lakers have a young core and a bunch of expiring assets that we're shedding to make two max cap slots. Yeah. Um, so we're keeping Lonzo, we're keeping Kuz, we're keeping Hart. Perhaps the best three-person draft class Take it easy. in NBA history. Take it easy. Yeah. So we got Kuz, we got Lonzo, we got Josh Hart, all drafted last year, all on rookie deals. That's four years of being underpaid if they pan out, which they are. God, you love they that, are. huh? You love them being nice and underpaid. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got Brandon Ingram who's coming off a great sophomore campaign. Uh-huh. So we got those four. We got uh, Julius Randle on a um, – he's heading into free agency, but we can offer him the most money. And that's pretty much it. Everybody else is either gone or expendable or tradable or waivable yeah. or stretchable. Um, we, are we stretching? Are we stretching? Dang, is that is that gonna is that a foregone conclusion? If we want, if we want two max players, Paul George, LeBron, LeBron, Boogie, yeah. um, whatever, whatever permutation of two max players, Kawhi Leonard, um, we're stretching Dang and not re-signing Randall. If we get one max player, we're looking at Paul George join our team. Or for 115 or whatever the fuck, uh, we we can re-sign we can re-sign Randall hopefully to something under max uh-huh. that uh, still allows us the flexibility to go after a Kawhi type or a, a 
whoever's a free agent. Here's my uh, here's my hot take: the team can, the Lakers can and should resign Julius. Um, Walton wants him back, and unless Palinka and Magic have some assurances that LeBron and Paul George or whoever it is, some combination of two of the big guys are coming to Los Angeles, you know, they'd be foolish to let Randall walk away. He was yeah. basically, I mean, his second half numbers, he, he was playing like an all-star. Um, yeah. He's got a, you know, he was probably, I don't know, you watched every one of their games. He's probably the MVP of the team, right? Yeah, he played all 82 games too. Play all, uh, played all 82 games. Um, I don't know. If, people forget he's only 20, like three. So it's, it's right. fun to give it's fun to give money to a player that's going to improve rather than like being a team like the yeah, Knicks. Paying for, the class, per, like, paying for past performance, yeah. Exactly. If you're going to give a guy a max, why don't you give it to a 23-year-old, not a 33-year-old? And that's what some Laker fans are accidentally saying about Julius versus LeBron. But, uh, <laughs> the golden rule above all else is that if you have a chance to get LeBron James, you did. Hey, you got to get LeBron if you, had ch- if you have a chance to get LeBron. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so you you anticipate most of the roster being liquidated, then um, you would advocate signing Randall or kind of a wait-and-see approach to see how the free agency shakes out? Exactly, wait-and-see. If you can get LeBron and Paul George or LeBron and Boogie or Boogie and Paul George... Do what you got to um, do then, yeah. Then you don't re-sign Randall. But if you can only get one of those guys, uh, re-sign Randall. And yep. Then- deal with Luol Deng when he comes off the books. I think he has two more years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, all right. So that's your Lakers. Let's do a quick uh, little recap, some of the headlines from last night, and then we'll we'll dive into some specifics with the first-round series. Um, from last night, Drew Holiday torches the Blazers. The Pelicans are up on the, uh, on the Blazers, two games to none. Holiday goes for 33 points, nine assists, and... Um, yeah, man, the, the Pelicans are going to get a chance to close out the third seed in the West, the, the Trailblazers, on their home court. So, I don't know, how long how long do you anticipate the series going? No, the next two games are in New Orleans. Yeah. They win two more home games and it's over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I'm curious, Do you are you taking the, uh, the Pelicans or the Blazers here? Oh, I mean, you have, odds are uh, it'll be a Pelican sweep. Pelican sweep? They're already up 2-0. They won two games in Portland. You're a madman. You're a madman. I'm not going to let Marty listen to this for his own sake because, I, I mean, <laughs> Jesus, you are just, you are something this morning. Uh, all right, Jalen Brown goes for 30 points, and the young Celtics take a 2-0 series lead over the Bucks. Um Yeah, you know, the, the, the Celtics looked like they were heading for trouble with Kyrie and Marcus Smart out uh out with injuries but um you know surprisingly the 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 Celtics young core is stepping up guys like Terry Rozier have been been incredible I mean I I read somewhere that Rozier has played almost like 80 minutes uh over the course of the series without a single turnover it's like he's played like 75 80 minutes and hasn't had a turnover so he's been great and um Giannis has been wonderful and Chris Middleton's been great but Eric Bledsoe has been looked god awful and just totally out of place. And um, I don't know. I can't. I can't really see the Bucks doing too uh, doing too much here, making any noise. So let's see how the next two games are. If they win the next two in Milwaukee, they uh, they have a chance. They have a chance of stealing it. Yeah. Uh, DeRozan last night um, 
went for 37 points. The Raptors are now up 2-0 against the Wiz. Uh, the Raptors have... Did you know the Raptors have never had a 2 to nothing playoff series lead? Like, Yeah, well, they've, lost, they've only won one game one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... I feel like has been, like, the narrative for the Raptors... The whole season and the whole playoffs has just been like, will they crumble on the big stage? Can they kind of like live up to the expectations of being the number one seed? So, so far, so good. But I guess time will tell. Um, you know, it's still early. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how they handle the Pacers in the next round. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Let's break down some of these first round matchups. Amir, I want you to give me a little State of the Union, um, you know, a little outlook for the remainder of these series. So we'll go through the East and then we'll look at the West. But um, we just did the, the – we talked about the Raptors. We talked about the Wizards. We talked about the Celtics and Bucks. But um, let's talk 76ers, Miami Heat. So this is the three seed versus the six. Um, you know, Philly looked totally dominant in game one. And then the other night in game two is a different story. And I'm just curious if anything, you know, jumped off the page to you. For me, it was like – Justice Winslow and James Johnson just locked down Simmons and that the heat defense was swarming all over him. They gave, they gave Simmons anything he wanted from 15 feet. And then they were just kind of sagging and waiting for him to drive and kick. So they were, they were just all over him. And then Dwayne Wade comes out and has this like throwback 28 point performance off the bench. It was like vintage Wade, you know, 2010 Wade. So I'm curious, you know, like, any sort of outlook for the series? Any thoughts? Um, is this sustainable for the Heat? Can 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 they keep this going with the defense, or uh, do you have Philly here? Uh, I kind of like Philly to win the next three games. I feel like we saw the Heat's best shot, and to, yeah. to depend on Dwayne Wade to do that again, it seems like a long shot. I know the next two games are in Miami, but Embiid is back. Philly is pissed. Uh I'm gonna. I want to look into Sixers series odds right now because I think. Oh, I can uh, give them to win, If they don't win the next three, then they'll definitely split Miami and then win at home. Okay. And they'll have two games to close it out. So I'm on Nitrogen Sports right now, which is a website that you introduced me to, and yeah. um, right now I have uh, 76ers versus Miami Heat, best of seven. 76ers are minus 435. And the heat, oh my god! And the Heat are plus, <laughs> and the Heat are plus three twenty-seven. Holy shit! So I guess Vegas already agrees with me. Yeah, we're not touching it. We're not touching. That's it. A, remember my seventy dollars to win a hundred Warriors bet. Yeah, this would be like seventy dollars to win fifteen dollars. Jesus! No, thank you. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, thank you. They're saying don't don't believe the hype of game two. Sixers are still going to win this. So game. we're expecting some regression to the mean. Uh, and beat comes back. You know, this is we think this is like just a reality check time. The Heat aren't going to be able to duplicate that kind of defensive effort three more times. And you know, we love Dwayne Wade, but he's basically drinking from the fountain of youth, and he's going to come back to reality. Yeah, that's right. How many games? So you're taking Philly in how many games? Uh. I'll go out on a limb and say Philly and five. Philly and five. That's what I thought too. Yeah, Philly and five. Um, all right, so let's talk the four five. So we have Cleveland, the Cavaliers versus the Pacers. Um, Cleveland shot just like a putrid eight for 34 from three in game one. So I don't know. I was reading Zach Lowe the other day. He was kind of suggesting, hey, you know, trying to make a case for them. He was like, you know, maybe if 
if they just hit an average amount of three points, three pointers, this is maybe like a closer home loss than it than it seems. But I don't know, man. The effort that they put forth in that first game was just so poor. <laughs> And the pace, yeah, they, the Pacers just totally outwork them. Can you can you make a case here for the Cavs or um, uh, I don't know? It's you think you think if a team's going to turn it on, they wouldn't wait until Game Two of the playoffs? <laughs> but like is LeBron that complacent where they can coast through even the playoffs? That's really funny to think. I know. Uh, I'll tell you this: even after Game One, the Cavs were like minus two twenty to win that series. Like nobody. Still, nobody it's believes in Indiana. No respect. You're getting better, better than even money on a team that's up 1-0 who already won in uh, on the uh, on the road in the playoffs. That's so funny. You think the Cavs would be favored even if they lost Game Two? Jeez, man, would the Cavs be favored even if they lost Game Two? Um, yeah. I do. I, or I, I, I do. That's insane. I know. I, I know it's insane. But look, down o two, yeah. both games at home, and yeah. it's like, nah, Cleveland's still favored. Here's my position. I can't and I won't bet against LeBron James. It's like you were saying about the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like, yes. In if this was anyone else, you know, you would not give max money to a guy in his mid thirties versus like a kid that's getting better who who's in his early twenties in in Julius Randle. But I'm just not betting against LeBron. I especially in round one. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to put my name on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you do, it's like you uh, you successfully predicted something that nobody saw coming, which yeah. is LeBron losing in the first round. Yeah. So I originally had Cleveland in five. Um, now I'm thinking maybe it's more like Cleveland in six or seven. God, if it goes seven games, I mean, we are all—we're just gonna be like shitting a brick watching that. But uh, <laughs> do you uh, give me a give me give me a pick here? Who you got in how many games? Cleveland in seven. Cleveland in seven. Jesus Christ! So we are watching. You're 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 telling me, and that game would be in Cleveland. God damn it. Imagine if that game was in Indiana. So you're telling me somewhere we're going to be sitting down to watch LeBron James square off against Victor Oladipo in a seventh game to potentially get eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to get eliminated, but it'll yeah. be potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, let's talk real quick about the Celtics and Bucks. Uh, we touched on it before. Who you got in how many games? I originally said Boston and six. Now I'm starting to think it's Boston and five. Um, I don't know. I still kind of like Milwaukee. Yeah, make a case then. What, what What's your case for Milwaukee? Giannis just goes in. Yeah, they played really well in the second half of game one and I thought they figured something out. Yeah. So it, it got to the point where Milwaukee was actually favored in game two at Boston. Yeah. Really? Which I don't think I've ever seen before a team, an away team who lost game one is favored on the road in game two. But I think people were like, Oh, Milwaukee figured out how to defend Boston and they have the best player. And that will come into, that will be the difference maker. Uh, All right, so then you see this. You, it sounds like you think the series is going longer than me. You're taking who and how many? I'm taking Boston and seven. Boston and seven. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think I think every home team wins. Huh. So Boston 
And didn't Boston also go to seven games last year in the first round against Chicago? That was the remember Chicago pushed Chicago beat the Celtics the first two games of the first round last year, and then Rondo hurt his finger, never came back, right. and the Celtics wound up winning in seven, six or seven. But yeah, they pushed him anyways. Um, yeah. All right, Raptors Wizards again. We just talked about the game before, but uh, who you got in how many games? That series is over. It's a sweep. Series is over. It's a sweep. Yeah. Wow. Washington sucks. Hey, out of curiosity. Wow, Washington sucks. So out of curiosity then, what the hell are we doing in Washington in the offseason? Are we blowing up that roster? Um, something's got to happen, right? I mean, they have John Wall, Bradley Beal, and they and Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre, good supporting cast, and they were the eighth seed. They grossly underachieved. I know Wall was injured, but yeah, I mean, they, they have to do something, right? It's East Coast Portland. They're kind of hamstrung with these B plus A minus all stars. Jesus, and then another Portland thing. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They you have to give money where you can, and like Wall is an all star, so you give him the most money. Beal is looking great. You give him a lot of money, and then you're stuck with a core of Wall, Beal, and a third option, and that's not necessarily very good when you don't have a great coach. Hmm. Okay. Uh, all right, let's move over and talk about the West. We got the Rockets and the Timberwolves. Um, I was I was reading something that Derrick Rose played 24 minutes in uh, Minnesota's Game 1 loss. He had a personal plus-minus of minus 6, and it was a three-point game. He spent t- most of his time guarding James Harden and shot more shots than Andrew Wiggins, uh, and shot more shots than everyone on the team but Andrew Wiggins, including Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler which makes no sense, but also total sense because Tom Thibodeau is the coach of the Wolves and he's still in love with Derrick Rose and still thinks of him as an MVP, even though, you know, this is a guy who couldn't hang on the Knicks roster, who signed with the Cavaliers in the offseason on a minimum deal and then was traded within, like, a few months of joining the Cavs and then was cut and then was cut by the Utah Jazz. So um, Life comes at you fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who, so give me a little thought on this series. First of all, who you got and how many games and can you, I'm assuming you like the Rockets here, right? Yeah, that's a sweep too. Minnesota. Dude, a sweep. If the Rockets are like the proto 2018 team that like takes everything to the extreme, Minnesota is the opposite. Like shoots the most twos, the least threes. Dude, Minnesota would be a great team in 2003. Sorry, man, but you're just like the grim fucking reaper. You can't even make a you can't make a case for the old school Minnesota Timberwolves. You think they're getting sweeped, man? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, Carl Anthony Towns, he's got to be better. I mean, he took nine shots in Game One. Uh, obviously, that's not going to do it. But I don't know. I still think the I I think the Wolves can make some noise. Um. I felt like they had an opportunity in game one and they missed it. And that was probably their best chance. But I don't know. Aren't you at all worried about the Rockets? Like there's a, there's a track record there. Don't you feel like maybe Dan, you know, Dan, Tony, all those teams, the, all the Houston, I, I mean, all the uh, Phoenix Suns teams kind of crashed and burned in the playoffs. Chris Paul's never gotten yeah. out of the second round. James Harden, you know, choked in the yeah. big moment last year. Can't, can't we make a case for Houston maybe being slightly overrated? Yes, you can make a case for them being overrated, but that doesn't mean that they're going to lose to the Timberwolves. God just damn it. They're not going to beat the Warriors. Maybe they won't beat... Uh, who are they playing in the next round? 
Um, and in the next round, they uh, yeah, maybe they'll lose to OKC, but yeah, or Utah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's talk. Uh, oh God, Golden State versus San Antonio. What have you thought of this series? Have you watched much of it? Yeah, I mean that's also a team that's overpowered, overmatched. God, San, uh, yeah, San Antonio. I mean, honestly, it's a testament to Popovich how good of a coaching job he did because yeah. that team is so outmatched by the Warriors. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. when you look at the talent and the roster, it's like, these guys can't compete with... Re- I, I no, mean, yeah, they're they're just totally outmatched. So you're taking the yeah. Warriors in how many games? Let's call it four. Jesus. Um, all right, Portland. Portland versus New Orleans, the three versus the six. Are you really taking a sweep here? <laughs> you're taking a New if Orleans the, sweep? If the... If the Pelicans do what they do in Portland so pretty easily, uh, they really just have to win game three. Because, like, once you're down 0-3, your spirits... You give up. Yeah, exactly. So, And they are going to be big favorites in game three. Yeah. So you kind of have to lean towards sweep there. All right, we got to give we got to give the Pelicans a little props here. So, you know, Ian Eagle and Brent Barry were talking about this on the telecast last night. The Pelicans lost DeMarcus Cousins uh in the middle of the season to an Achilles injury and basically they yeah, re- they reinvented themselves on the fly. You know what I mean? It they, is crazy to imagine this team with Boogie on it like it's like uh, yeah. They already have such a dominant big man like what if they had Boogie Cousins as well? But I have a que- I have a question for you. Can't you make a case that part of what we're seeing in terms of the Pelicans' success has been facilitated. I'm not, I'm not blaming Boogie or anything, but don't, can't you make a case that like part of their success has been because Anthony Davis has to like be the man and there isn't yeah. like any sort of secondary like guy, you know? So the Pelicans lost yeah. cousins. They lost cousins and <clears throat> they acquired Miritich. They put AD at the five playoff. Rondo has been unconscionable. And Drew Holiday is like thriving, playing off the ball as a shooting guard. Um, it's been really pretty cool to watch. I mean, Portland Portland has the league's ninth best defensive efficiency rating this season, and um, they just look like they have no answer for for Anthony Davis. The, those lob passes, and I don't know. So you're taking you're taking the Pelicans in four or five? Four. Jesus, I. Oh. God bless. I, I don't know. Marty, I hope you're not listening to this. That's all I'm saying. Um, Oklahoma City versus Utah, the 4-5. Uh, so Paul, Paul George had a game-high 36 points in uh, the Thunder game game one win versus the Jazz. 13 for 20 from the field, including 8 of 11 from three. Um, give me a thought. Can, can, uh, can the Jazz get back in the series? Yes. How? I think Paul George has had the game of his life. As soon as OKC starts struggling a little bit with the shot, Russell Westbrook starts resorting to hero ball. Um, they're a team that can fall apart. They're not a well-coached team either. Uh, Jazz have more depth and better defense, so I like them to win in seven. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm waiting. I'm. I mean, I would love it. Um, a quick yeah. note: uh, Donovan Mitchell, who. Uh, who's obviously the leading scorer for the Jazz, is questionable for Game 2, which is tonight. I expect him to play. He went through practice, but I guess he has a left bruised foot from Game 1. Um, so he had 27 points and 10 rebounds in Game 1, so obviously they're going to need him. So you're expecting that to go seven games. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Do you have Do you have a sec to talk a little gambling stuff? I'll give you, let's say, five minutes. Yeah. Let's do a little lightning round. All right, great. Here's a quick lightning round. Um, how about you want to guess the lines or you want to do some player props? I'll guess some lines. All right, so tonight we have Indy versus Cleveland. Who you got and what's the spread? Uh, got Cleveland in a rebound, nine and a half. I got Cavs minus eight. Um, yeah. We have Utah versus Oklahoma City. Who you got and, how, and by how much? Is that line including Donovan Mitchell's questionableness? Yes, very questionable. So I'll say OKC minus five. OKC minus four and a half. Very good, Amir. And then we have Minnesota and Houston. Who you got and by how much? I assume it's going to be the same as game one, minus ten, ten and a half. Minus ten and a half. Wow. All right, Thursday, which is the day this podcast is going to be published. Uh, we don't have any lines for these games, so just tell me who you got and by how much, and we'll we'll be able to uh, judge your accuracy once the uh, the lines come out tomorrow. So Philly okay. at Miami, who you got and by how much? Wow, that's going to be interesting. If Embiid plays, I kind of see Philly being favored by like one or two there. Huh, okay. Um, Portland at New Orleans. I think the Pels will be favored by as much as the Blazers were. So give me New Orleans minus five. New Orleans minus five. Okay. And then I have Golden State at San Antonio. What do you like? Warriors minus three and a half. Okay. Um, Let me throw one or two props at you. I got uh, Drew Holiday versus the Blazers on Thursday over under 26 points. What did he have in, he had 30 last night? Something like that. 33 maybe. Uh, he's the man, but that seems a little high. Great. I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get cute and go under. <laughs> I bet a lot of these lines are like high because like everyone's like, Drew Holiday's the man. So like, exactly. let's, uh, let's knock it up to 26 yeah. and see if people will take over. How about Anthony Davis versus the Blazers over under 42 points, rebounds, assists, and blocks? Uh, that 42 seems low, doesn't it? Okay. If, he gets, if, he gets, if he gets to 30 points, that 42 is easy. Sure, then take the over, why don't you? Then that's, a, that's another one where I want to get cute, take the under. Yeah. But I, one of those is going to hit. Yeah. So I'll take David over Drew Holiday under. Great. I do. Great, great, great. And is there a um, – do you want to Do you want to guess someone to win the East or the West at a certain uh, at a certain line? I got New Orleans at 66-1 to 1 to win the West. Does that interest you? Uh, they're no, not going to get through it. I taking, mean, you're taking 66 State. to 1, yeah. No, at 66 to 1 – put 15 bucks on it and win a G if it happens like 66 to one uh-huh. it seems more likely than hitting a fucking roulette number and you're, then putting that all on red dude I know you, so, yeah. you're going chalk you're just you want golden state that's all you want um, I'll put I'll sprinkle a little New Orleans insurance just because they're playing so well Hey, before I let you go, we're going to play a game called Guess My Nationality which of the following okay. NBA players was not born in Israel um, A. Joe Al- a, Joe Alexander, B, Ernie Grunfeld, C, Omri Caspi, D, Gal Mikel, or E, TJ Leaf? <laughs> all, all but one of those were born in Israel. You know it, baby. Who was, not, who was not born in Israel? Joe, Joe Alexander, Ernie Grunfeld, Omri Caspi, Gal Mikel, or TJ Leaf? I'll go... Uh, T.J. Leaf, I believe, played for the Israel national team. 
Gal is an Israeli basketball player. So is Caspi. So we're down to Joe Alexander or Ernie Grunfeld. Ernie Gru- yeah, and it's it's a toss up between those two of like whose dad was a diplomat by accident and had to be born in a Tel Aviv hospital during a layover to Yemen. So I don't think you'd have included Ernie Grunfeld if he wasn't born in Israel. So I'm going Joe Alexander and give me plus one twenty on that. And I'll put an eighty. You're wrong. You're wrong. Ernie <laughs> Grunfeld was born in Romania. Oh, that feels great, baby. Hey, wow. That was, that was a good trick. Yeah, I know you got to run. Is there anything you want to plug? Where can uh, people find you online? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, and I'll be tweeting occasionally. Okay. I don't have a lot of NBA followers, so okay. follow Jake and Amir on Twitter. Okay, great. Uh, hey, man, thanks for hopping on the pod. I appreciate it, and I'll touch base with you uh, later in the playoffs. Yeah, man. Go Jazz. All right, bye. All right, that was a fun little chat with Amir Blumenfeld. Amir, thanks for talking. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at OnTheLine underscore pod. You can find me on Instagram at OnTheLinePod. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show in iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Enjoy the playoffs, and I'll talk to you next week.